Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. More people, including youth and young adults, are talking about mental health. But in Riverside County, where do we find available services? And how can our communities reduce the stigma for youth seeking out mental health services? Here to discuss that, along with the role that the public guardian plays and misconceptions over conservatorships, which are meant to care for those who can't care for themselves, is Jose Campos, a longtime education leader and advocate for students and families and recent behavioral health commissioner in Riverside County. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Vicki, for having me. Pleasure to be here. Jose, a recent study found that about half of young adults had mental health symptoms during the pandemic. What do you see as an educator are the needs of older teens, young adults, and families in Riverside County? I think we need to, in a sense, generalize uh, mental health and mental health needs. They are supports for individual supports for families. Uh, I like to use the phrase that everybody at some point in their life is going to need support. And so therefore, mental health is a type of support. It can be addressing anxiety, life changes, uh, depression. Currently, as a result of the pandemic, we've seen an increase in anxiety and symptomology of depression. Those are typically the two most common diagnoses that we've seen with services we've provided in our school district with students. The pandemic exasperated the need and the amount of students needing services. Violence and mental health disorders are often associated in public thinking. How does this stigmatize or lead to misunderstandings about mental health disorders in young people? I believe the word stigmatize is the appropriate word to use. We want to be careful and take care not to further stigmatize mental health. As you said, mental health is stigmatized. As we reach out and support families, depending on the culture, the upbringing, the beliefs and belief systems individuals have, some stray from seeking mental health services. Again, going back with the premise, they are supports. We all need support, whether it's social services, self-sufficiency, or mental health services. We all need some supports in our life at some point. That helps reduce the stigma. And then it's educating what mental health services are. It's helping with coping skills. It's helping students identify what they're feeling when they're feeling it. When we isolate violence and address mental health, Um, As a component of that, we're further stigmatizing, saying everybody who's exhibiting violence um, is suffering from mental health. And that's not the case. We do not want to generalize because that further does stigmatize mental health services. We want to be sure to 
express the overall need for mental health services and identify that if we don't provide support, if we don't um, provide the need at the time that they're suffering, it can further exasperate. And, and yes, while aggression and violence can be symptoms of untreated or exasperated issues, we do not want to correlate that. <laughs> Why is it important to identify mental health disorders early in life rather than later? That is the question folks ask. It's like we're investing money, right, to save money later. And sometimes we have to wrap ourselves around that. So in the state of California, we have the Mental Health Service Act. And the Mental Health Service Act are preventative services. And the way the county administers Mental Health Service Act is they provide evidence-based programs. And so prevention can be parenting support, parenting courses, looking into communities where trauma is impacted most. One program that I myself have supported the implementation of is Cognitive Behavior for Intervention and Trauma in Schools, CBITS. It's supported by the Mental Health Service Act. It's a program that supports students suffering from trauma where it's disrupted their daily functioning. So in doing so, we're helping them overcome before the issue becomes greater before it disrupts their functioning even further, where then you need to provide even additional supports. Therefore, in a sense, it's saving us money with services that will not be needed later or more intense services. So when we look at prevention, that ounce of prevention really does benefit the community. It really does benefit our state budget, our county budget, in the sense that we're, in a way, saving cost. But let's go further and deeper into the humanistic value of it. The value of supporting a child or a family prior to there being a crisis, prior to there being something that you can't recover from. And that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of prevention. We want to wrap our families around in support and in services. The Mental Health Service Act is designed to do that. It's designed to address stigma so that way folks are more apt to seek services. One specific program of prevention, it's called the Promotora model, where we have community health workers educating the community, educating families as to signs of mental health and ways to seek support to reduce that stigma. As we keep talking and hearing stigma, we know we want to get over that and we want to make sure that folks understand that help is there and it's we want to normalize mental health services because in doing so, we're ensuring that we're allowing those services to be accessible. What are Riverside County and its partners doing to expand access to services for youth and young adults dealing with mental health disorders, whether they may be temporary or lifelong? There are two large components of the plan in the county that have really surfaced. One is integrated health with our health care centers, and two is more integration in our school systems. So working with our pediatricians, our doctors, our healthcare centers, you'll see this more even with our community health centers. For example, in Harupa Valley, there's a community health center where now behavioral health services are integrated into that healthcare center. Why? It, typically, if you have some ailment, you know, we have to look at the whole person. What is contributing to that? We have to, and in looking at the whole person, you want to address any uh, mental health. And by providing a screening, 
Just like when we have our kids go and do their physicals at that teenage year, right? They have a screening they do in the health office where we're looking at, hey, are they suffering from anxiety, depression? We want to be able to screen and provide those supports immediately and make it accessible. The second is further integration of uh, mental health services within our schools. Currently within the county of Riverside, there are three school districts that are actually acting as contract providers for the county. Uh, You have Palm Springs Unified, Desert Sands, and Harupa Unified School District. They all act and work as uh, county contract providers to provide mental health services, and they are billing Medi-Cal for reimbursement, which has helped expand and bring a greater level of services. And many times in communities where we've had pent up need and pent up need is where we just haven't had services available and the need has been so great. Harupa Unified, where I am an educator, a director, and I, and I manage those mental health programs is a great example. This last school year, we received over a thousand referrals for services, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's mental health, case management, social services, That is an example of a uh, community where there is great need, but thankfully because of this partnership, we've been able to provide those services. Additionally, in other school districts, there have been nonprofits that have worked closely with those school districts and provide services in the schools. And those nonprofits are also contract providers by the county. So prior to the pandemic, we have to applaud Riverside County because they expanded those services. They expanded the availability of services greatly so that way they're more accessible within our communities. And that I personally have seen a great difference with the students we serve and in the communities that I've been a part of for such a long time and something that I've advocated for uh, for several years. Riverside County is integrating services to expand access to mental health services upstream for families and children. Why is that important? Back to addressing stigma as we continue to talk about stigma, we want to be sure that services are readily available. If we are to truly support families and hold family values important, then we have to take in what what we call strengthening families approach. It's a framework. And in that framework of strengthening families, we have protective factors. Those protective factors help us to really keep a light on what's important. And one of those factors is to be sure that support is available when needed. Too many times, you know, when we're looking for support, mental health support, and and I've experienced this with students under my care, that we're seeking and searching and to no avail, we're not able to link up with those services. That was the day of old. Now, because services are more available, uh, we're able to link them up with services quickly. And that's part of, again, that framework of strengthening families. We wanna make sure concrete supports are available as families need it, because in doing so, we're helping them address whatever trauma they're experiencing at that time, or if it's chronic trauma. And in addressing that at the time that they're experiencing it and providing those supports, we, again, are further reducing long-term effects. So stabilizing a family, supporting a family, that's, that's our impact. And then budget-wise, we're saving dollars long-term. About 300 people in Riverside County are under stringent probate care of the public guardian. Most of them are seniors without advocates, and some are young adults. What would you say to the general public about the public guardian and its role as a last resort and advocate for the most vulnerable people in Riverside County? We look at services and providing services to families, uh, youth, seniors that are least restrictive. We want to support everybody in their functioning in life. So this program supports families where we've exhausted 
every means available to support with regular functioning and we have to go to a higher level of support and that's what this is it's a higher level of support it's only for a few that need that level but we've exhausted all other efforts and we've attempted all other efforts that's a as you said a, a last resort mm-hmm. and that's what is the beauty of our county is that we do have this service we want to be sure that the service is accessible and that we do look at every consumer we do look at every family and we look at what level of care do they need at the moment but we do have higher levels for when they are needed. What does the future look like for mental health services in Riverside County? In Riverside County and across the state of California, there's been recent reform, CalAIM. And CalAIM is now allowing us to open up cases under Medi-Cal and support with case management for those that immediately need that support. And again, going back to integrated services in the whole child or the whole family, right? You don't typically just need one service. You typically need a larger level of services. So now if we have a family where they're suffering from homelessness, food insecurity, other items where they need connection, and we're able to now open up that case under Medi-Cal, under our system of care, and provide that support. Previously, we needed to assess, have a diagnosis, and then those services were provided after the assessment, after a diagnosis, after they met medical necessity. Uh, Now, there's that openness of we need to look at our families and we need to address those other needs, those basic needs, because again, they do impact mental health. And in doing so, we're hopefully will be much more preventative in allowing or not allowing, if you will, certain cases to become more extreme. So it, it allows agencies to develop that those systems of reaching out and providing supports earlier. And we're just at the footsteps, if you will, of this reform. We're excited about it. Uh, We're excited about the ideology of really focusing on all the needs and being able to address uh, case management services, if appropriate, when appropriate, prior to having that diagnosis. What should all communities understand about mental health issues and the young people who are facing them? Going to go back to, we all need support at some point in our life. If we can wrap ourselves around that, then we can wrap ourselves around the fact that mental health services can be light touches, they can be more severe, but they're supports. And accepting it at the time that we need the supports, the more we're accepting of that statement, the more we're accepting of we're all here to simply, as a whole, lift one another up. And mental health services is a form of lifting each other up, lifting ourselves up, then we're reducing that stigma. And that's truly what I want all of our members to know is that mental health services are just that. It's a way to lift ourselves up. I've been speaking with longtime education leader Jose Campos, who's also an advocate for students and families and recent behavioral health commissioner in Riverside County. Any last thoughts for us? I just want to say thank you again for having me here and also Truly, a thank you to the county for all the support they've provided over the years from the Board of Supervisors to our county behavioral health team and administrators. The work they've done to expand services, the work they've done to really reach out to providers to, for them themselves to be able to expand their footprint of services has been a great benefit to many communities and personally speaking to the community that I've been advocating for, uh, Harupa Valley, and to the students that I've served. We have seen a tremendous difference over the years 
And because of that support prior to the pandemic, we were better equipped to address mental health needs as a result of the pandemic. And if you do need mental health services in Riverside County, you can call the CARES line at 800-499-3008. To learn more about available mental health services, visit the RUHS Behavioral Health website at rcdmh.org. That's rcdmh.org, as in Riverside County Department of Mental Health. Thank you so much for joining me today and discussing this important topic. Thank you again. My pleasure. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.